Books is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the publishing day to all of you. And this month has been so much fun to talk to authors who are who are soaring, who are successful, who have stumbled and recovered and moved on to things that they hadn't even imagined. So last week we had the fabulous Lynn Hellerstein. This week we have two of my favorite authors because they write in that when I'm looking for pleasure reading, their genre is what's going to attract me. And that's where you're getting to mystery, a little suspense. Um, what Rox Berkey and Charles Brakefield bring to the party is the wide world of the gremlins of technology. <laughs> so they they have what's called a a techno thrillers, and and they didn't just stop at one book. No, they they found that books bred books. And they are now up to book number 10. They created the Enigma series. So what both Rox and Charles did is they combined their professional expertise, their knowledge of the world from both business and personal travels, and then they combined them. They kind of put them in a mixer with all the characters whom have crossed their paths and they're part of the series character universe. So they come back. Um, that they're, you know, it's just not one book. No, they keep going. So it kind of hooks you in the, in the fact. They found it really interesting to use the aspects of their technology background and the people and actually incorporating them to their daily lives. And so they make it one of the aspects of the primary theme for each story. So with the team of Brakefield and Berkey, they claim that this is the perfect way to create stories that pit the cyber good guys against the natty, nasty, awful, horrendous bad guys. So with that, <laughs> we want to tell you they've won lots of award-winning um, titles within each one of the books for the series. And you can, and, and here's what I love about them. You know, if you didn't hit book one or book two or book three and you just stumbled on book seven in the series, it's, you're, you're, you're just fine. And you can go and pick up the other ones. So you're not left out in the loop, which I have been sometimes when I've discovered a series that I like. Both of them love to talk to readers and listeners about what, they're, what they like in their storytelling. And, you know, if you want to get just a kind of a nibble of a sample, if you go to their website, theenigmaseries.com, you can pick it up. And with that, welcome to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, Rox and Charles. Awesome. Thank you, Judith. So nice to be here. It is. Yeah. It is. And you do a great intro. <laughs> yeah, th thanks, Judith. I, I particularly like the uh, yeah, the analogy of uh, putting in the uh, the stories, the technology, and the uh, the characters into a blender and hit frappe. That's, uh, That's I, right. I haven't heard that before, so uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to snitch that from you. Uh, yeah, we can have a little frappe or a little morning juice or... Maybe an evening delight. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> exactly that. right. Yeah, there we go. So let's let me just start with how did you two come up with this? Well, um, Judith, it's a uh, we started uh, curiously enough. We were uh, writing technical manuals, uh, building uh, courses, uh, courseware for people to be able to be certified. Um, and um, Rox uh, got this offer from the uh, Auerbach that said, hey, uh, why don't you come do that for us? So uh, we were doing manuals and uh, did a couple of them. A little unsatisfying. Um, um, I, I got irritated and uh, picked up all my marbles and stomped off. And a couple of months later, she comes and goes, new deal, new deal. Let's do fiction. 
technical fiction and uh, technical stuff in the background and uh you know we got we got some uh, some people we uh, we need to get um, get even with so uh, we use them as uh, some of the bad guys okay and i went oh, i'm liking this so uh, um as they say the rest is history the rest is history so how long did it take you to write the first book it was a tremendous long time it took a whole year uh, if you talk, I have to, uh, I'm going to sidestep you. If you talk to some of these people, uh, they, it's, they're, they're into decades, some of these authors. So, well, no, and I understand that. But when you, when you have been working in a, a manufacturing environment and creating manuals, there are always rigid timelines that you have to do things. Mm-hmm. And so we applied those same kind of rigid timelines and defined schedules of when we could do the fictional writing versus you know, the daytime jobs. Um, and, and so when you put yourself on a forced march, it it just happens. It, it, it works. And, you know, technology is so much fun and we enjoy it and we like it. And I'm telling you, plotting against good guys and bad guys is, you know, that's as old as time. Well, right? and, and the other thing, too, is that we got uh, we got overrun with story material so quickly. We're cranking out 2.2 books a year. Um, by the time we got to the 10th book. So um, we got into an operational rhythm that um, I guess maybe uh, some people might be envious of, but uh, it, it, it works for us. Well, let me let me just ask that because a lot of people, you know, you, you both work full time, correct? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're not you're not uh, sitting in the rocking chair um, in a retirement thing. You really are working. Um, like like a lot of people with regular jobs, you have demands of your job. So, but you you I, I love the phrase rocks that you used. You had a you work under in your regular work under rigid timelines. So you just applied that to your writing. Exactly. And so one of the things I personally did, um, I know Charles's house couldn't do it, but I got rid of my television. I donated my television, and so um, you know there is. 4 a.m. to about 7 a.m. That's really prime time for writing because it's very creative. Mornings are, for me, are the most creative. Mm-hmm. Me too, actually. And then it, you know, then it just kind of goes goes on from there with the regular job. And unfortunately, because I'm in technology, you know, a regular job is is not really 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. It's more like 60 hours a week. Just the the paid job, you know, the one with the benefits. Um, <laughs> So, I, I, I'd like benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Why I'm working. <laughs> All right. So some of your readers have said, I mean, I, I'm actually a fan of David Baldashi. I don't read Tom Clancy. It's it's not my style, but I've certainly read Clive Cussler in that. And you've had people compare you that, that if you're a fan of Baldashi or Clancy or Ludlum or Kessler, um, Cussler, um, that that they need to discover what Berkey and Brakefield are up to, correct? And yes, and I mean that was that was so flattering the very first time that that happened, and it's happened a few times where they pull in some really prime prime writers, and it, you know it's awesome to be compared to those people because they are literally on the on the lips of so many people, and they're number one bestsellers in so many different fronts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that part's very exciting to have that kind of a comparison. It, it's good to have a, a benchmark to be able to say, okay, this is where. And a lot of people say, give me a flavor for what you guys write. I I, I, I don't I don't doubt that you think it's wonderful, but uh, uh, help convince me. And so it's good to have those reference points to go, oh, oh, and I, we've got uh, one uh, one beta reader that um, he compares us uh, against. Uh, uh, Cussler all the time. He goes, I didn't like the last one, but I love the one before that. And, and uh, he'll grouse about this. So we get a lot of that, um, you know, honest feedback, but it's in the contextual clues from our competitors. Well, tell me about, you know, where your ideas come from, certainly what you work in, but tell me about your, your main protagonist. Now he's in all your books, correct? He is. And that would be Jacob Michaels. Uh-huh. And Jacob Michaels was originally someone that that was created when I was trying to convince Charles that he wanted to do fictional novels. Um, so we have different technology skill sets. Um, uh, Charles would be the the hyper geek, 
and I'm more of the applied application geek. So Jacob is a, is a guy who has, he reminded me when I created him of the guys that would sit in the back room and have sandwiches thrown under the door along with the instructions for what they were supposed to program. So, you know, just a quiet person who's happy with a keyboard and happy with, you know, the whole mouse and, and, and just wants to work like that. So kind of a social introvert. Um, and so that was how I created that particular character. He has certainly blossomed since his original um, concept, but, um, you know, it, it was an interesting way to evolve a character. And you're right, he is in every single one, but he's like 30 something and he's positively adorable. Um, but, but that's not where he views himself. He is a technologist from his perspective. Well, I saw, I actually saw the new cover for the new book coming and he's like, he looks gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> he's a honey. He's a hunk. He's a hunk. Hunk. Exactly right. He's coming up. And um, so you have to watch for the hunk on the cover as we come along. And the, and the title of that one, is that the Enigma Source? Is is he on the cover of, of the new or have I got that backwards? So he, we're actually re-releasing the Enigma Factor, which is the first one. Ah, is he on? So is he going to be on the Enigma Factor? No, he is on the Enigma Factor. That's the one that you saw. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. The, the next one is the Enigma Beyond, and we haven't really decided on the cover for that yet. Well, they start they start flowing that way. All right. So when we come back, what we want to get into with uh, Charles and Rox really is some of the things that have worked, what hasn't worked, some of their strategy techniques that they go through, and of course the always elusive marketing um, with that. You're all listening to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. I'm Judith Bryles, the Book Shepherd, and we are celebrating awesome, amazing authors all this month. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author You is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at AuthorU.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand nick selinger of nz graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts 
With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty, with me is Rox Berkey and Charles Brakefield. They are the, the brains behind the Enigma series, which now total 10 books. If you like thrillers and if you want them twisted, woven with a little bit of technology, this is going to be the series for you. Um, one of the challenges I think that a, a lot of us as authors, most of us are solopreneurs in this uh, area. So here we have two people who they're not married, they don't live together, they have their own families. So I guess my real question is, how, what is your process for co-writing together when you're not together? So that's a, um, I'll, I'll give a trade secret here. We've got a uh, patent pendant technology that we use uh, for, um, it's called literary ping pong. And uh, what we do is uh, we'll, uh, like Rox uh, indicated, uh, she'll wake up at uh, you know dark thirty, and she'll have this epiphany and say, um, "OMG, I've got this uh, this swell idea for a story, uh, for a chapter of, in, within the story." Um, and dash it off, and then um, ship it over to me, and I'll I'll come come to t to my my PC, groggy, you know, a cup of coffee, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I'll take a look at it, and I'll get over amped about it, and we bat it back and forth. And we get that polishing, the, the character uh, characterization, the, the story threads. Um, we usually have uh, five to seven story threads within a book uh, to give it that um, extra spice. And then um, that technique of literary ping pong back and forth gives it that uh, the polish that the story needs, the character act, you know, is, are they consistent? Are they evolving? Are, we do, are they doing what we want? That's where we get the, uh, that extra shine, Judith. Well, and so, and how much ping-ponging are we doing, this, this patent-pending ping-pong? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, to go into a little more detail, we, we track everything on spreadsheets as far as the characters go, um, the scenarios that a book is taking, um, and, and, and the threads, as, as Charles was indicating, and the chapters. So, that's something that we take a look at and we... Um, actually kind of refine during during the process during during the book's creation and so we we not only send the book back and forth so for example our our books average about oh I don't know 60 70 chapters so we will kind of outline where we want to go we know we know the problem that we're doing like in the very first book for example the problem is identity theft and so 
we outline where we want to go, what the risks are, how this can happen um, to even the brightest people. And so then we assign chapters. So, you know, it's like in every other thing. Or if there's one that that I specifically want, then I'll just put my name on it. You know, um, since I'm I'm the keeper of the spreadsheet, my name goes on it first. So. So then we, as Charles says, you know, we write our assigned quote unquote assigned chapters and then we go back and forth um, and it, a chapter could go back and forth four times. It could go back and forth eight times. It depends on on how complex it is. And it also depends on whether it ends up sounding like a single voice because two people writing have two personalities and two different points of view. But the end product we feel has to have a single voice, feel like a single voice. Mm -hmm. Always, always, I think. So there's, it's cohesive. I, mean, I think the worst thing is to really tell. Um, it's almost like editing. If you switch editors in the middle of the stream, the reader will know. Yeah. You know, there's truly a different flow to it. Yeah. Now, um, what we, the way we benchmark that is that our editor will come to us frequently and say, who wrote this? Which, which oh. one? You know, it's like, so if, I can, if we can camouflage or turn the, uh, the story into a single voice, then and the editor can't pick out who's doing what. Um, we think we've uh, we've done a, a good polishing effort. Yeah, I would say so too. On on that. So you're do you are you using any specific software that no. you're writing on? Or <laughs> no, we use Word. Um, uh, we use Excel, and we use um, uh, PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. That's so really good. basic uh, basic software. Yeah. Well, you know, you're my, you're my type of people because <laughs> I'm I'm a word girl, um, and going in and and I we have I have one authors that I'm working with right now and they want to do everything in these different cloud things, and I said, my God, I can't even get in half the time. This right. is what I this is how I want to work with you since I'm in control of it. This is how we're going to do it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good idea. It work, works for me. It, work, it would work for me, Judith. I get you. I, I, I get you there. It gets you there. <laughs> well, the All other right. thing is we work, right? And so the, the, these are business softwares typically. And mm -hmm. so it's much easier to contain and continue in the same software than to go, oh, how do I work this one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're working on chapters, um, th this, uh, this is curious because I, I have my own method. But I have never done writing in one document. I actually separate them all because sometimes I want to move stuff around or I'll just do like a puzzle rearrange on it. That So I actually have a gazillion files for a book. They're all self-contained, mm -hmm. but then I bring them together. And is when, when I'm doing content editing, that's the way I want to do it. Because I don't want to scroll through 230 pages or 700 pages to find out what I'm looking for. And, and, and that's a really good point. We were talking about the threads that we have in the story. So on the spreadsheet, those are all color coded. Mm -hmm. So they, I can go to, I, I, we do it in one document. I can go to a chapter based on the color code. I also am a really, really big fan of the search capabilities within Word or the find capability so I can pinpoint exact, I don't scroll. I'm not a scroller either. Mm -hmm. uh, but keeping separate files for me would make me nuts. Um, it, it wouldn't work for me. Now, now what we do is what uh, we'll save, uh, if, I, if we work on something, put in a chapter, it, it's hardened, we'll rename it. We might have, uh, you know, 100, 150 different files um, all incremented to the final version that's got all of the uh, the chapters. The reason is, mm -hmm. um, if you mangle a file, and you know it's not uncommon for a power outage or the machine just you know uh, destroys a file for whatever reason you want to imagine, and it's like, well, rats, I've got to go back, or if we lose track or there's a, mis uh, a mismatch, we can go back to a previous version and rebuild without having to start from scratch. So. Mm -hmm. That's um, that's just a technique that we've uh, we've taken for granted. It's always it's it's you know it's a computer geek in me. Back up everything and put it in two places, 
and um, make sure that um, if it gets waxed, um, there's a place to be able to fall back to in case it's poisoned. Sounds fabulous, you know, for going that. And and po- poison, is that what you said, Charles? If it's poison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I like that. Well, I mean, a lot of times, that's, that's a lot of what I'm trying to do is try to, you know, salvage a, uh, you know, uh, a, an implementation where um, somebody's gotten in. Um, I actually had this happen. You know, when I was at a, um, I can't tell you the customer, um, but uh, we had a, uh, a character that I worked next to, and he wanted to use the version of software that wasn't uh, sanctioned yet. He blew away the root structure for this customer's software. I've never seen anybody turn so pale and him on his hands and knees begging, Charles, can you fix this? Can you fix this? Can you fix this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, just a minute. Let me restore everything and don't do it again. He did the same thing the next day. I had to box his ears. I didn't mean to get off on on that, but when you're poisoning stuff, it's uh, how do you recover? All right, so with that little tip, we're going to take our next break. And when we come back, we're going to take a peek at some of the things they've done to reach out, build their fan base, and do the, the um, poison thing that Charles refers to called marketing. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these discover the power of you and your book at the judith briles unplugged events each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith briles all righty so this is my favorite thing um those of you who know me know that i have marketing in my dna and that one of the things that's really important, and this is really the Achilles heel for, I think, just about every author that crosses my path, is this thing called marketing. Um, and that I know so many of you just want to be alone. Um, <laughs> but, but if you choose to be alone, then the only thing that's going to be your companion is the book you wrote. So we've got the book written, kind of. Um, it's in our hand, but if you're going to be that solopreneur and just it's going to be you and your book, it's going to be a long, lonely death, or it could be fast. You never know. <laughs> so what we have to do is really kind of kiss on how do you get the marketing? Those of you who know me, marketing is in my DNA, um, and I actually like marketing, but there are so many ways to do it. And I think what's really unique for all authors is to find what's the right fit for them. So I suspect in the case of both the Breakfield and the, the Berkey duel here is that they've had some things that have been bombs and haven't worked. And they probably had some things that have just been, why didn't we think of this sooner type thing? So I'm going to throw it at you. What hasn't worked? Let's start with the bad news first. Um, and, and where do we go from here? And, and so that's, that's a really interesting question, especially for us. So 
you know, we're technologists by, by profession. And most technologists have a, a total dislike for social media in general because it is how a lot of systems get attacked. Um, it's, it's just a way in for a lot of hackers and cyber thugs, as it were. Um, so having us warm to using social media was the slowest thing we had. Um, and I've known you now for upwards of five years almost. Mm -hmm. And and I think from that point in time, you actually started opening my eyes that I don't care how much you dislike it, put your big girl panties on and get used to using social media. So we we divide it and we're very protective of, of what we do um, from a social media perspective in establishing um, like Facebook for Enigma series and the same thing for, for Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram, and we're, we're now on all of those. Um, but it takes, it takes a lot of effort, a lot more than we realized to, to grow it. And, you know, I think we've spoken before that, um, you know, growing that email list is really, really important. Um, and we made some inroads uh, with book 11, uh, took long enough, uh, when we did a character contest, we, we had a, a, a nice uptick in, in joiners, but you know, we, we can always use more, more raving fans. No doubt. All authors can, you know, all authors can rocks. So at this point in time, um, we actually have a couple different vehicles that we use to try and, um, do the social media. I, I actually take an hour out of my writing time, which was really hard for me um, to, to do social media um, and, and really focus on it. And it, it's like, it's like getting new friends. Um, and and it, it's not something where you kind of just, you like something and all of a sudden they're gonna like you. You have to be relevant. You have to say something or give something that is of interest to others to make the community larger. And, and for us, that's a real hard thing to do. It has been. So the competition that uh, <clears throat> that we started off on, um, we actually got the um, we started this this process with uh, we were on Channel Eight and we and I was teasing with the uh, um, the interviewer uh, and I got her to blush and made all the camera people crack up. <clears throat> but uh, one of the things that uh, that really resonated well was like, okay, we need an evil temptress. Who wants to be an evil temptress? And that went out to so, through the social media, and we started getting uh, you know people responding like crazy. Who wants to be the reluctant hero? Um, and we had a couple people raise their hand, and then uh, who needs to be the who wants to be the evil genius? And uh, we had a uh, we had a pretty healthy competition for all of those slots, and it, it surprised us. It was like um, people were like, um, well, yeah, I mean, yep, write me in. I'll, by the way, how evil is this person? You know, it's like, well, no, you can't do that. I, you know, if, you know, either you're all in or sit on the sidelines. So, um, and it was uh, it was driven by the, uh, you know, their uh, acceptance, and also, uh, you know, their what does their following look like? Uh, you know, yeah, you know, that uh, that had a that um, was part of the voting. Well, you know, I so you're talking about voting. How did they vote, Charles? Well, that was the, that was a voting from our standpoint. Okay, we're going to vote for this individual because we had uh, we had some uh, swell folks um, you know, pop up and say we want to do this. So there was a process. We would put out one. For example, the the evil temptress went out, and and then people would apply to to have that kind of a role and give us their name and give us their email address and actually sign up for. Um, getting emails and, and things like that. And then we would send back a questionnaire. You know, how, how would you, if you won this, how would you tell your friends? And how would you, how would you, you know, what would you do? What would be your um, turnabout? So that was a lot of what we gauged. If they, you know, one, we kind of got a, a feel for their age and whether, whether or not they really should be one of our characters. Because <laughs> most of our stories... Are, are geared more toward um, uh, adults. They're not geared to children. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that we weren't giving, you know, a 14-year-old a, a, a part in a, in a story that 
the mom good. would object to, and I didn't want dad coming to kill me. Um, so, but that's, that's kind of how we did. So we went back and forth with everybody that entered several times to make sure that they wanted to, um, wanted to really commit to, to doing it. And, and so part of the pre-marketing for book 11 is to, you know, do, do different chapters and push them out and, and highlight the characters that won. Well, that's fun. So did they do their job then when the book came out to shout it out time and time again, find me on page, blah, 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 or fill in the blank? Well, it, it's not out until January. So we, this one has a very long marketing cycle on um, the Good. longest one we have ever done um, in an effort to, to do the buzz, to do the, to do it right. I guess this time, wouldn't you say Charles is more well, of a doing it right? Yeah, that and also uh, some of the timing for some of the competitions, because the competitions that we want to have the, uh, the books evaluated in, um, they have certain times that they're, okay, in this time frame, you can submit stuff if you're going to be considered for this time range. And if, you, if you're not there, you're going to miss the window. So that's yes. what I have. Yeah, one of the good things, though, and I know we're coming up to our final break here, but one of the really great things is that when you're in control, like you own your own publishing company, that when you're in control, that you can come back and readdress it and going at it. And, you know, it's very cool. And what I'd love to come back is maybe some techniques you might be doing to kiss your previous editions when you have a new one. Maybe some strategies you're doing to um, lead, you know, maybe new people to your old titles if you do any um uh, premium or promotions with that. We'll be right back. We're talking fabulous fiction series today. Is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book. A book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com welcome back your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. 
Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I love talking with authors who get it. Um, number one, they've got a really good product. Uh, and a product in the interior, it's a good read. And I love a page turner. I mean, I love sometimes I will really gift myself a day and I am just going to deep dive and become myopic and read a book. Um, and, and I usually read at least one book a week. Besides books I'm working on with clients, I'm a reader of at least one fiction book a week. And then the second thing is that what I, I love is when a book looks good. When it looks good from the cover, on the, the, the front cover, the back cover has got it all together. And then it's just got a really good read. So both, both Charles Brakefield and, and Roxburghy with their Enigma series has really have created that gift for you that you've got that. Um, so that's why I love having people like that who've got that. They, they realize that this is a business. We've got to go forward with it as we, as we go out and build their fan base. We're talking about some marketing techniques, and they've got they're re- doing a repackage of the very first book, The Enigma Factor, right now. And so, Roxanne, t- tell us some of the stuff that you're going to be doing as you roll this baby out in January. So, yeah, I mean, it's actually two different things that we're doing. So, for The Enigma Factor, um, that's a re-release, of course, and so it's been changed and modified because we felt that, you know, we've learned a lot in 10 books Um and are trying to do it better. Um, people can go to our website and download uh, the first few chapters of each of the books to just get a flavor for it. But one of the reasons we are doing a redo on the Enigma Factor is to potentially give away a PDF copy of it um, to the people who want to buy the brand new book, 11, which the working title is The Enigma Beyond, uh, who won the AI Wars. And so that would be part of the promo to be able to do that. We are looking at other promo ideas, but that one seems to resonate the most. And one of the things that we did at the end of that book is we're also adding in a short story because we have visions, visions of grandeur, and doing a, a short story anthology of all the backstories for some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's good. That's all great. Well, so, uh, what we run, it, run into, uh, Judith, is that uh, uh, with the character universe of 150 uh, characters, uh, we started finding uh, great short story contests where we can take some of those um, those characters and we kind of do a um, you know three to five thousand word short story, and um, real fun exercise, but it uh, it helps. Uh, get uh, people the appetite for, okay, I, I can do a short story. I'm not going to read a full, you know, you know, hundred word thousand, hundred thousand word novel. And, but it, it helps give them that, uh, gee, wh- where was this character? Uh, who are these people? It's a, again, a, a, just a little bit different slant to getting you into the, um, um, to the book uh, series. And you also can, and, and not just the short stories. I mean, you could actually bound that with its own ISBN and turn it out like a quasi-novella um, right. and push that out as this and, and give it away. You just push that out, give it away. Um, this is where Amazon is, is helpful and just, just shoot it out and get into some of the buzz factors and then make sure you have, for all of you who are thinking about doing this, make sure that you've got a page in there that lets them know that the whatever the book title is that it's going to be you're promoting this is when it's going to be released and give the month don't give the exact date but just give the month um and have that going on so they get that page uh, in you're just talking a really a push out as an ebook i would think is that correct right okay so that have you have you looked um have you been pushing out on um, any of the other um, online book sources that 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 have their own conclave of uh, followers, whether it's mystery, romance, fill in the blank, um, and and with like going into that arena, like BookBub. So we're just delving into that primarily 
in a in a share routine of writing reviews because I do I I'm like you I read all the time Charles does too only he's got a different kind of focus but um, I and I do write some book reviews um, but on these on these group places where there are writers and readers or authors and readers and it's it's a share I can I can advertise our books on there if I review somebody else's book. Um, and those I kind of like because it, it does do a, you know, kind of a quid pro quo, um, which is always a good thing. Always a good thing. And 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 do, and do that cross promotion. I mean, you really want to do that. I I just have a client <laughs> that I worked on her book called Glorious Garlic. And she sent me 20 books that I will be distributing to authors for free um, and for an exchange of an honest review. But there really is, I, you know, I know the, the book is really a good little book. Um, it's a little, one of the, a little five by seven gem, and I'm really pushing it into all of them that they will go back to their homes, different IPs. Here's this. I'm going to follow up with you with two weeks. This is what I do with them. And I'm going to goose you. Here's the link. Go get that review up because reviews are essential. They're essential to get up. They, they really are. And we're actually getting better luck in getting reviews on the audibles than we do on on the others. And I, I'm not, I haven't figured out why on, on those. Hmm. That's interesting. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if it's an ebook or the print book or the auto book that it's a review and people That's will right. see it. And, and so, so start, start scoring on those. All right. So what other strategies can you recommend to our listeners in the next couple of minutes? So well, one of the things we do, if they come to our website, um, either by direction or just cause they can, they can join up for our mailing list and get a, a free coloring book to download. Um, and it's a coloring book that also has some test questions in there about technology to help tease them about the books. And that's actually gone pretty well. We got quite a few sign-ons with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing too is just uh, uh, prowling, looking for new outlets, digital. Um, you know, there's uh, Kobo's as the, uh, some of the- uh, uh, Yes. If you look at our, our website, there's, uh, there's several competitors to Amazon. So uh, it's important not to think, well, if I'm not on Amazon, I'm done. No, no, there's, there's plenty of other people, other sources. Um, do the due diligence to make sure that uh, you're where you need to be so that people say, well, I don't, I don't buy from that, but I'll buy from this. Uh, yes. So, so, go ahead, Ross. Sorry, just learning. You know, there is something new to learn all the time. I, you know, I'm fortunate because we do know you and we have attended some of some of the classes and webinars that you do. And, you know, I, I always learn. Charles always learns. We, hey, pick up this tidbit. Um, that's important. It's, it is not a once and done kind of thing. You can't just read one book and go, okay, I know everything about marketing because tomorrow it will change. Uh, maybe, maybe by the end of the day, it will change. <laughs> it's going to be a better way to look at it because it, it does keep changing. So Charles mentioned Kobo. I'm going to recommend to all of you, you should be looking at Kobo. You should consider doing Smashwords as well. There, yeah. are, there are so many resources out there that they have their own fan bases that people check into and going on that. And, and actually, Amazon, where it started as a bookseller, um, that's what it was about. Its real goal was just to sell anything and everything, which mm -hmm. is what it does now. Mm -hmm. And book sales have dropped to a minority of their sales um, and all the electronics is the biggie. So it doesn't mean to to hold up your nose and not be on Amazon. You should be, in my opinion. But you need to be on other things as well. All right. So if you were, let me just ask this in our last couple of minutes. If you had a magic wand. What would you both do differently if you were just starting and putting your toe in the publishing water? I, I think we would have taken some of those classes in advance. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, and it sounds quaint, but, you know, we published the first seven books incorrectly from a barcode perspective, from a, um, to even possibly get them into a bookstore or 
get them onto Ingram to be part of that distribution arm. Um, that was an expensive mistake. Uh, it cost a lot of time. It cost a lot of money. Um, you know, anger management became my my forte at that point. Um, I don't know. What other things do you think magic wanding? Um, I think the uh, the proper categorization, the tagline, the log lines, the synopsis. Um, I don't know how many hundreds of times we've done those and done them again. And after we got finished with them, did them one more time. And that that process is uh, that uh, wordsmithing. Um, that is not something that we, uh, you, you get right the first time, I promise you. So, um, I wish I'd had a little more, you know, instruction from somebody who said, no, 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 dear boy, do it this way. You're going to miss something. Oh, that, that's what I do. That's my job. (laughs) (laughs) We had that. All right. So everyone. The Enigma series. So what if you want to do that, you know, uh, and Roxanne and Charles, if you're a filmmaker of books or you get their books, they love your feedback. If you go to authors at the Enigma, not the authors at Enigma series.com, you can give it. The Kirkus Reviews always gives them huge pluses. And that's really quite a feather in their cap to be reviewed regularly by Kirkus on their books. And that, you know, I'm just going to recommend them to you. So I, I'm so tickled, Charles and Rox, that you were with us today and our authors could hear what you're doing. Well, we want to thank you so much for having us. It is always fun to talk with you. Thanks, Judith. Oh, I like fun. You are so welcome. So with that, we're at the end of, of our this edition of Author You, your guide to book publishing. Again, Breakfield and Berkey, the Enigma series, get them. There are, there are all kinds of books to read, and it's perfect for a hot August day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. All right. Thanks, Judith. You're so welcome. All right. Happy publishing. Happy writing to everyone. Next week, we have another fabulous author with us. Stay tuned and keep writing. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you the author to the next level you'll learn tips and secrets on how to create strategize develop publish and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey how to avoid the publishing predators how to create an author and book platform that rocks learn how to make a living with your words and your books Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets, and so much more. For more information, check out AuthorU.org, where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Brought to you by AuthorU and The Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.